Hi, listeners. We have partnered with HYV Designs to bring you a discount on their store. Please go to etsy.com slash shop slash H-Y-V-D-E-S-I-G-N-S and use promo code SKT15 on checkout to get a 15% discount on their items. They have everything from King's Light the Beam memorabilia to BTS light sticks to Genshin Impact coasters and much more. Check out their store on Etsy.com and use promo code SKT15 on checkout to get a 15% discount. Link in the description. Okay, hello. Welcome to episode 388 of Sat King's Therapy. It's not about how you start, it's about how you finish. The the Kings are now officially 3 and 1 against the Nuggets. They were they came into this game 3 and 0 against the Nuggets. But I don't think anyone will ever be talking about the 3 part. They're just going to be talking about the one with the one loss against the Nuggets cuz Nuggets basically turned Uber mode, is how I like to describe it. You finally got Uber Nuggets, the ones that are, you know, fully healthy, fully locked in. And you had a bit of a diminished uh, Kings team, although they played very well for a stretch. However, nothing can withstand the power of Kendrick Perkins. Uh, okay, Fong, uh, so... Well, anyways, Fong is here with me. I don't know why how I flubbed that one. That was such a good setup, too. <laughs> yeah, hello. A- anyways, yes, uh, Kendrick Perkins was on, I believe it's NBA Today. And they're talking about MVP candidates. And they were talking about Luka, Tatum, and I believe Jokic. The, the, the clip that I saw was only 50 seconds long. And Kendrick Perkins basically brought up the name Sabonis. He's been leading the league in triple-doubles. He he's been leading the league in double doubles. Meanwhile, he say while he's saying this, the ho- the other hosts, uh, you got Zach Lowe, you got uh, Malika Andrews, and another and another lady. They all just kind of make this face it's like, uh, where are we going with this? Why are we talking about Sabonis? Well, uh, all of King's Twitter came to his defense, and I assume much of the national media laughed and kind of were with the other people. So now officially. Kendrick Perkins has cursed the Kings because holy shit, they got their ass whooped this game. Yeah. And, you know, we should also mention that Fox was out, but, you know, that doesn't discredit how much um, of a, I wouldn't say it was a bad loss, the Kings uh, showcase today. It was, was tough one to what, swallow. Let's just yeah. Say. Pretty tough one. But, so- Go. No, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. But I mean, it, it was a fully healthy Denver team, and most of them, my goodness, they they will they woke up for sure. So the Kings played 16 minutes of great basketball at the beginning of the game. Now, to be fair, I thought they were playing with fire with some of their strategies. I'll just say they came out like guns blazing. They they ran their offense with pace with you know, with decisiveness, you know, Keegan Murray was absolutely on fire to start the game. He was decisive with, with his moves. He he was, he did not hesitate to shoot and their shots were going down. 
every everyone was making shots. They were getting good shots and they were knocking them down. It was, and then uh, uh, the second quarter comes in, or the second quarter starts, and Jokic is on the bench. And my God, this is why Jokic is probably is gonna be the best player in the league for a while because he's still relatively young too. He's like I think he's a year older than Sabonis. He changes the game so much for the Nuggets what, anytime he's in the game. Jamal Murray, I honestly didn't think played that well. The man shot 13 for 15 from the field. Yeah. And I didn't think he played that well because they they had a bench unit that was led by him and they the Kings basically just trapped him and the Nuggets couldn't do anything. They end up jumping to a 15-point lead. And for at the eight-minute mark of the second quarter, and from then on, Jokic checks in. The Nuggets proceed to go on a 33-8 to run. Yes, for the last eight minutes of the second quarter, the Kings scored eight points, while the Nuggets scored 33. Just absolutely dominant stuff. And, ever, and after that point, the Kings were just... The Kings basically died. <laughs> they, they have been stomped into the ground, and they try to get back up. But the Nuggets, again, they turned on uber mode and just absolutely toyed with the Kings, uh, toyed with the Kings for the rest of the rest of the uh, rest of the game, and they basically were nowhere close after that. Yeah, I was expecting the drought to come into to the third quarter, but <laughs> we all of a sudden saw it in the second quarter with the help of Nikola Jokic and uh, Aaron Gordon, I'd say, because my God, we could not stop those two from scoring from the inside yeah so you know you, you got the patented drought in the third quarter it was bad but then you also got in the second quarter a little bit early on top of on top of a terrible drought so we've mentioned it kings just go on these weird droughts where they cannot hit shots whatsoever for no reason and, and the thing that was kind of frustrating is that i honestly didn't think the kings took that many bad shots during that drought like where it all started was Malik had a run out and he threw a lob to Trey Lyles and he ended up throwing too high getting a little too fancy with it and Trey Lyles is unable to finish and then the and then you know the Nuggets I think it was Peyton Watson comes down the other end and dunks it and that was kind of the change for kind of the change of tone from for the game because you didn't like you didn't step on the Nuggets throats and at, since that point, the Kings, they were 7 of 10 in, in the first quarter from 3. They pro proceed to shoot not 0 of 9. And again, many of them open good shots. Now, some of them were contested. But at the same time, like, they're, they're fine shots. They just did not go down. And the Nuggets just turned on, turned on their offense, and the Kings had no hope of stopping it. You mentioned Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon is simply too big, too damn big. And the the Nuggets know how to use him within the offense and just have him seal guys down low for dunks. And the Kings just could not figure it out. And basically from there, everyone else got in rhythm. Jamal Murray got into rhythm. Nikola Jokic is going to get his shots. And then they spray it out for threes from KCP and Michael Porter Jr. And that was all she wrote. Yeah, pretty much. And I got to say, I thought that uh, Nuggets defense against the Kings was pretty good as well. Aaron Gordon specifically, I didn't think he was that great of a defender, but he, 
when he was on Sabonis, he kept his ground for sure. And whoever else, you know, was uh, he was guarding. Oh, you poor child. I watched this dude. Like, like, think about it this way. Last playoffs, he guarded Carr and Denny Towns, a little bit of Rudy Gobert, and probably some Ant in the first round. The second round, KD and Devin Booker. And then in the third round, LeBron James and Anthony Davis. And then in the finals, uh, Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo. This dude went through a murderous row of defensive assignments, and I thought he did great in those assignments, all of those assignments. So, no, this dude is a this dude is an All NBA defender. Mm-hmm. Like he's got incredible size, and you know he's he's very quick, very strong, and he's just yeah, like no, he is he is a defender. And I'll, I'll talk a little bit about like how, what the Kings could learn from this, but no, he is a great defender. And then on offense, I've talked about this before. He's a small ball five. Like, Jokic is the five, the center for the team. But Aaron Gordon pl- plays like a small ball five. Does that make sense? You know, he just seal. He he usually guarded by the four because you're not, you're going to put your five on Jokic. And then he, for the most, for most of the league, they simply don't have a four that's big enough, strong enough to be able to handle him down low. Oh no, yeah, that's understandable. I mean, my gosh, they in in some ways they do have a very big team, uh, with just Aaron Gordon and Nikola Jokic being, you know, the front runners of and, and guess who their three is? Six and, six ten Michael Porter Jr. Yeah. Who I mean, defensive wise, I mean, it's kinda I don't know what to say about him. You can like people criticize Michael Porter Jr. for his defense, and he is pretty bad on a lot of games. But he's still 6'10 and long. Yeah. And then oh, you're, yeah. you're also flanked by two gigantic guys behind you. Like, it it, it, it can work. So, anyways, um, yeah. So, Aaron Gordon, just too damn big uh, for most of the league, including the Kings. And he dominated and everyone else got in rhythm after that. And then on defense, like, credit to them for completely shutting down the Kings. The Kings also just missed so many shots. So And a lot of easy ones, too, like bunnies around the rim. Like the the Kings now don't don't get me wrong they shot terrible from three like twelve of thirty five and you had you had a lot of them from Chris Duarte at the end of the game when the game was already over so but also they absolutely shut down the paint for the Kings like the Kings were shot forty percent this game and let me see how many points they had in the paint real quick they had forty four well wow they have forty four points in the paint. That doesn't make any sense. I guess it must have, a lot of them must have come in garbage time. But yeah, the, they shut down the paint and they limited the Kings' threes. And the and without De'Aaron Fox out there, you just didn't have anyone who could, you know, drive into the paint and actually pressure and, you know, draw in the defense for open threes. Yeah, I mean, things could have worked out differently. I mean, it worked out, you know, in the previous three games for sure. Just you know, it so happens that this game we were missing Darren Fox, which I forgot. Ah, shoot, I forgot what he was out knee for. Knee contusion, I believe, is is something with his knee. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, he was still with the team for sure. Uh, we saw him out there, but yeah, it would have been nice to have him out there, being uh, able to draw in that defense. But you know, it is what it is. And you know, kind of going back to like to the injury, like he was a game time decision today, and I was actually shocked he didn't play because you know if he is if he can walk, 
usually he will play. He will try to play through the paint for better or for worse. And I was shocked that he didn't play today. I, I assume at some point he, he well, I assume he's going to play in Minnesota. We'll see. But yeah, like they dearly missed him because a lot of people, you know, they were saying, why did the Kings go away from Keegan Murray? Keegan Murray had, I believe, he, I think he was like six of 12 in the first half. He was, he was playing very well. I think he was like five of five or four or five to start the game. And then the Kings kind of went away from him. But the way I saw it was, well, Keegan can't create off the dribble. The The defense then locks in on him a little bit. They like, oh, they're going to set a pin down for him. I should get through this. I can, I know the pin down is coming. I can get through it. And Keegan can't, if he's not shooting off the dribble or if he's not shooting it off the pin down, off the catch, it's tough to, for him to get into, get to the rim. So like, yeah, sure, they went away from him, but, like, the defense, like, keyed in on him. And, you know, he's not the guy who's going to be able to make that quick read to see who's open. And, you know, like, it, it, you're asking a little bit too much from Keegan and the rest of the team, if you will, I thought a lot of fans. Yeah, I mean, most of his shots were, you know, set up for the most part, specifically his threes. And, he, and you know, he did go in maybe one or two, two times within the paint but the rest of his shots were just mid-ranges because i'm pretty sure he knew he's not going to be challenging anyone inside that paint i mean yeah like he's not a great finisher against contact in the paint like he's good like when he gets ahead of steam and there isn't that much resistance but like the reality is like kings fans you got to understand he's just he's not there yet like we're expecting him to be like you know my favorite thing it, it relate it relates to Kendrick Perkins. I remember Kendrick Perkins on the on the draft broadcast said that Keegan Murray he could take the ball down the court like like Giannis Antetokounmpo and he can shoot like Steph Curry. Damn, yeah. <laughs> damn! <laughs> just, I sort of got like I sort of got sometimes Kings fans like are expecting that from Keegan and like Keegan's not that yet. He, he you know he he's a guy that is like works within the flow of the offense. And sure, you can look to get him some more shots, but a, a, a pin down only works so many times before the defender just realizes, you know what, I, I can just, I, I, I know it's coming, okay? I can get through this. So anyways, yeah, without without De'Aaron Fox, they just, they couldn't put pressure on the paint. Sabonis was not great this game, missed a lot of bunnies. And it's tough for him, again, when you don't have a guy that can draw in the defense and the defense is keyed in on him. And, like, you know, guys aren't hitting their threes, so they start to collapse, and he, it's harder for him to score on Jokic. It, 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 was a it was just a tough game for him. Oh, yeah. However, he did get his double-double, so his double-double uh, streak goes to uh, 41, even though I thought it was uh, – I, I don't like it where they put him back in in the fourth quarter just to get an extra rebound. I, I Look, I didn't like it when James Harden used to do that stuff. I didn't like it when Russ did that stuff. It, it is what it is. He keeps a streak. Let's forget that this game ever happened, I guess, if you're a Sabonis, if you're a Sabonis double-double guy. Yeah, I mean, would you have thought that maybe he should have stayed in in the first place and gone that one rebound, then sat out instead? Well, he would have played, I think he played like basically the entire third quarter. You don't want to wear him out like that. Hmm. So, And honestly, playing Keegan in the final, like all the way till the end, basically, I thought that was risky because we saw Mason Jones like almost 
injured Julian Strother. I hope he's okay. No, it's nothing dirty on on Mason Jones's part. It's just that's unfortunately the risk that you take when in garbage time sometimes. Like you have a guy who just you know accidents happen and like a guy might get hurt. I hope Strother is okay. Oh yeah. But uh, yeah. So ultimately, just a rough game for the Kings. But the reality is, is that you know this is kind of. The, the Nuggets are a championship-level team, and for one reason or another, for the first three games, they just did not show it against the Kings. But this is a game where the Nuggets basically said, we're, champion, we're a championship-level team, and when we're locked in, you have no fucking chance against us. There could be a, There's a possibility, like, the Kings hit their shots, but the Nuggets probably still go on a run to retake the game because, you know... The Kings just don't have that defense to keep the uh, to keep the Nuggets um, from scoring easy buckets. Like they can't really stop Jokic, they can't really stop Aaron Gordon, and Jamal Murray was fucking unstoppable this game too. Like, you know, again, we can point to the Kings as like ridiculous drought that they went on, but it might not have even mattered. Like, I think the I think the Nuggets were going to try and win this game and probably do it no matter what because they are just that much better. Pretty much. I mean, I would say the only way that we could probably win if we went to toe to toe, and I guess whoever blinks first, you just gotta keep on going. But other than that, it probably would be definitely a different game if Fox played. And who knows? I mean, even then, <laughs> would we be able to hit these kind of shots in the when Fox is uh, back? I mean, you, you never know. Like, it, it's like it. It's all speculation. Um, like I look, my philosophy for basketball is that you got to make shots and you got to stop the other team from making shots. They could have probably made a lot more shots if, D, if Fox was around, but I don't think they could have stopped the other team from making shots. My opinion. Well, who, who knows? Like, it's all speculative. Um, ultimately, like. The the Nuggets just kind of showed you like they they're just a, they're just a better team. That's for sure. And luckily, this is the last time, unless you know somehow we meet them in the playoffs. Yeah, that would be a uh, interesting. Um, yeah. Um, ultimately, it, it, it just kind of is what it is. Like the Kings, uh, I think they're back in the eighth seed now. If I remember right, let me check real quick. Yes, we are. Yep, they're back in the eighth seed, unfortunately. Yep, it's just going to be a lot of ping-ponging back and forth for a while. And the hope is you you don't drop to 9-10, which they can be. They're kind of inching, you know, a little bit a little bit closer to it, but I don't think they'll end there, if that makes any sense. Well, we shall see. Uh, Just to, to stay on this game, I will say, like the Nuggets kind of show you, show the Kings that there is a formula for the Kings to actually become a good defensive team. If you just kind of look at the Nuggets team, now it, it's a lot trickier um, because Sabonis is not Jokic, but the, re- the the fact that they don't really have good rim protection at all, but yet they were still able to shut off the paint with, you know, really good defensive communication, gigantic forwards. And, a, and an elite defender in KCP. 
like there is a formula for the Kings to actually become a good defensive team at some point. If you're really down on the on the Kings' future, I think there's a way they can replicate this. Now, of course, it's a lot trickier because you you cannot you cannot put Aaron Gordon next to uh, Sabonis because neither one of them really shoot. But I think there's I think there are there are answers out there if the Kings do want to improve defensively and like say I've always said like the Kyle Kuzma type can they can that you can kind of become a version of the Nuggets like defensively I think with a Kyle Kuzma type. Mm. That'll be interesting because I feel like we're still missing a few key pieces still in terms of defense. Now I would probably would love to see more of a better defensive effort for some of these guys instead but uh you know only time can tell and maybe you know the playoffs will turn up that intensity you know the crazy thing like in the second half like when the kings were down 20 they were down 10 and then it, and it just ballooned to 20 immediately basically <laughs> i thought the kings played some pretty damn good defense they just couldn't score and then there <laughs> were there were a few possessions where jamal murray like Dav- davion mitchell like put him in lockdown and then he just hits a shot over. And then like he's, and then all of a sudden you have Michael Porter Jr. who just you know do, starts doing just step back threes and they just and he just hits it over his guy. Like nothing you can do about that. You play good defense. Unfortunately, yep, unfortunately that they're just feeling themselves at that point. And there's nothing you can do. I thought they played some good defense, but you go back to the the true issue of the Kings is their size. They just don't have that size. Like, you know, again, you, if you can upgrade Harrison Barnes to Kyle Kuzma, you might lose some some stuff offensively. But, like, defensively, you finally add some size and length and some more defensive versatility there. And I think, like, Kevin Herter can still be a part of it. He's a gigantic guard. So, you know, that that's just the hope. I don't I don't know if that's even the answer. But, like, you, you just hope the Kings can find that guy at some point. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, we will see. Okay, uh, last thing I just want to quickly talk about. Uh, so I read this quote from Rudy Gobert. So he just played against a Victor Wimbanyama, and he, he had this quote where he says, um, where basically the reporter asked him, uh, this is from John Krasinski. Uh, he's, so from John Krasinski, uh, Rudy Gobert says he enjoys going against Wimbenyama because he can see what it's like to be towered over for once. Uh, and this is the quote from Rudy. In a way, it's fun because I realize sometimes what guys have to go through when they go against me. What? <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> like, it, it, like, would you would you call this corny or cringy? It's narcissistic word to put in this way i don't i don't know like uh what like what does he really mean by that quote (laughs) well well the thing he's trying to say i'm a damn good defender like it's it's like going up against me it's it's just like this is why people don't like him because like he's he's so cringy like who says that shit like trying to hype yourself up in that way. Now, of course, other guys do versions of the same thing. Draymond kind of does the same thing, but he he's a, a much better speaker. But it's it's just so cringy, especially coming from Rudy Gobert, who no again, like 
no one likes because he thinks he thinks he's so cool and he's just not and it's just one of them it's it's so corny like like my thing is the only way that rudy gobert can change the opinion of the masses like in his favor is that in, in halloween next year or in halloween this upcoming year he needs to just dress up as a piece of corn because he's so fucking corny. <laughs> dress up as a giant piece of corn. Um, maybe if he improves his game in, you know, in the other end, maybe I would have said otherwise. But, you know, is comparing like apples to oranges with Wemby <laughs> Rudy at this point. And like, you know, the, the, I saw some clips of, so he dunked on uh, Wemby Yama twice. And it was one of those things where, like, you know, he catches the ball, he he dribbles once and does, like, a spin move, and then, you know, he's at the rim, and then he kind of just overpowers Wimbanyama for a dunk. You know what? Those are nice moves. Believe me, defenses love would love to see you put the ball on the floor mm-hmm. until you can prove it. And let's see if he proves in the playoffs. If he doesn't, oh, boy, the, <laughs> the storm is coming towards him, although Cat might actually shield him a little bit in, in that regard, but... It, the, it's just the way he talks. Like, have someone else th- th- make that argument for you. Like, don't say it yourself where, like, man, Wembenyama's going to be an amazing defender one day. Like, he, he he's, go- he's going to become me at some point. Instead, say something along the lines of, like, you know what? It's inc- like, he's doing stuff that took me years to figure out. That sounds way better. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if that sounds better to you. That sounds way better to me. Like you, you sound humble, yeah. and honestly, the word the wording just sounds way better. Maybe, maybe oh. it's a maybe it's because he doesn't his, English isn't his first language. But look, the guy is just a, like one of the most obnoxious people I think in the like in the in the NBA. One of them, he he's like a bad WWE promo. He's like one of those really like like really formulaic like promos that puts me to sleep if you will like he's a he's like he's like austin theory in a way if that makes any sense like mm, it's no, scripted yeah. it's cringy and it, it it does not make you sound threatening it just makes me turn the tv <laughs> oh yeah no it if it was kind of like if draymond has said it i but he would have said it better that's the thing that's oh, my yeah. point he would have said it better it's like Man, like he, he, man, he's amazing. He's gonna be a defensive player of the year one day. It, like, he's he, Draymond wouldn't say he'd be like me. No, probably not. No, it, it does. He wouldn't, he wouldn't say it that way, in my opinion, anyway. It does remind me of a quote that Demarcus Cousins said about Joel Embiid, where Joel will be one of the best centers in the league after, <laughs> after him. Okay, honestly, that would actually sound better. Like, you know what? Once I retire, he'll be the best. He'll be the best defender in the league. It just doesn't make you like try to. It doesn't make you try to sound so cool, if that makes any sense. When you just are not cool. Yeah. Well, hopefully his words won't bite him back in the ass someday because. I don't I mean, think they're winning the championship. So, like, yeah, it's no. it's it's coming back to bite them in the end. I don't think this specific quote, because honestly, I don't think this quote didn't get that much traction. So yeah. it probably won't come back to bite them. But it, but Owen remembers. I will remember this. Oh, we'll remember. And That's when and sure. when he and when he loses in the playoffs, when the 
when the wolves get bounced, we are we are bringing this up. I have it saved in my bookmarks. Yeah, I mean they're still first in the West, so <laughs> good, good for them. Good for yeah. them. Yeah. <laughs> Let, let me know how many teams are actually scared of them though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we shall see okay uh anything else you want to quickly talk about hmm. i don't think so but we are playing them actually on friday so yeah we are playing them oh boy yeah that's, that's it's if i mean after this game i'm already scared for friday because you know i'm assuming minnesota's fully healthy too I believe so. They had guys that were questionable coming into the game. But honestly, you want a healthy team. Because we know what Kings like to do when guys are shorthanded or teams are shorthanded. Way to the level, of course. Exactly. <laughs> but, but yeah, so far from what I could see, I don't think there's any one missing besides Kyle Anderson, which probably is a good thing that Kyle Anderson's missing because, dear God, that guy's a Kings killer. Well, it's okay. Like Monty Morris will fill right in. <laughs> like that's unfortunately <laughs> how it works. Like you have an important role player that's not having a great season. You play the Kings, they have a good season or they have a good game. And you just hope the Kings can survive that. Yeah. Oh yeah. See, oh, see, see Grant Williams against the Kings. No, for no reason. Seven of 10 from three. <laughs> and they still traded that man because he was wearing Tatum's. Uh, okay. Well, one thing I just, I so I just need to talk about. So John Cena has an OnlyFans now. Oh yeah. And it's one of the funniest things I've seen in a while. So it, it takes you to OnlyFans. And first of all, the name is Ricky Stanicki. Now, if you don't know, he has a movie where he plays a character called Ricky Stanicki or something. I forgot the name, but something along those lines. And he he has the most hilarious description. So, for example, the, today, hit the 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 link that it takes you to my first ever cream pie, and it's a it's a picture of him eating a cream pie. It's just trolling stuff like that. And there there I think there was one where it says how like you want to see how deep how deep it goes, and I think it's him eating like a pie, and he just like eats it all in one bite. Again, it's like these troll. It's basically what a uh, Bell Delphine did back in the day. It, I don't know if you know that saga, but it, really. it, it's hilarious trolling uh, from uh, from John Cena. Uh, I guess I'm t I'm directing you guys to go to OnlyFans, whatever. Create an account and just subscribe to him, and you can see his pictures. They're free, so it, it, it's the funniest shit ever. Um, just and one of it, it really it really took me for a laugh. Hmm, okay. Yeah, I probably will just look on Reddit if they ever post it on there because I don't think I would make it just to see that, to be honest. Yeah, it's actually kind of tricky because uh, OnlyFans, they're very uh let's just say they're they're they know that people like to, you know, post their stuff on Reddit, so they make it a little a little tough to actually do it. I'll just say that. Hmm. No. Okay then. So wait. This is a another movie you said uh, for John Cena. Yeah, it came out recently. It's like a movie where uh, these two guys they basically used a guy named Ricky Stanicki, who who isn't a real person, to basically use him as an excuse to get away from the wives so that they could hang out on vacation. And then one day, the the wives want to meet Ricky, 
And so they hire a guy to play that character. And it, that guy is, ends up being John Cena. But John Cena gets too into it and he becomes a real person, if that makes any sense. Yeah, like Ricky Stanicki actually becomes a person. Oh God. <laughs> it, it's a it's a fun it's a funny I I love John Cena in these comedies. He's got like he's got great comedic timing and he, he's been great like ever since he's gone to Hollywood. Let's see. Is oh so I'm assuming this is uh in theaters, huh? Oh I think it's on a streaming platform and probably Netflix, I want to say, but uh, uh it, it's a nice um I, I would recommend it. Oh, it looks like Amazon. Gee, Zach Efron's on this too. Oh, oh, is it Zach Efron? I don't know. No, I don't know. I know. I'll probably look into it later, but yeah, Amazon. That'd be interesting. Maybe I'll give it a watch. Yeah. Well, tell me, tell me what you think. Yep. So that's all I have. Uh, if you have nothing else, let's call this an episode. Uh, thank you guys for listening. We'll catch you guys back uh, Friday night at Minnesota. And we'll see you guys later.